I'm Daryl Baskin. You're listening to the future of real estate on your home for success. 105.7. Remember to find your next home at homeguidetulsa.com. One address, thousands of homes, homeguidetulsa.com. Greenwood, the Greenwood District in Tulsa, such an amazing history. Phil Armstrong, interim director of the Greenwood Rising Black Wall Street History Center. Perfect. That is a, that is a long time, but it Perfect. really encompasses so yes. much of what's here. I know downtown real well, and I hadn't been here for, you know, maybe a month, like avoiding the, the congestion here yes. in this area. This is truly Greenwood Rising. Yes, it is exactly. every bit of that. Aptly named. Um, what's happening here? So um, the, the context for what people are, what are experiencing, what they're seeing when they come near, and, and their reaction is one that seems to be a repeated regular reaction throughout the day, all day long, as people come down here. And just like you, you know, the last time I was here was last year or six months ago, and can't believe all this growth is going on. Um, so Greenwood Rising was the, is the pinnacle project of the 1921 Tulsa Race Massacre Centennial Commission that was founded in 2015. I was brought on as the project director to coordinate and oversee all the projects and to bring them to conclusion. This building we're in being the pinnacle of those projects, the building of a history center, a world-class museum-grade facility that was, the mission and scope was to have a place tell the story the full immersive story, not just of the massacre, but the history of black Americans in Oklahoma at the turn of the century that led up to this place, this Greenwood area, becoming known as Black Wall Street. So people can get the full immersive experience, pre-massacre, the experience and the truth telling of what happened, and then the after the massacre, what happened to Greenwood and how it rebuilt itself and the ups and downs and the cycles that it's gone through. I'm so happy to be sitting here because as I, as I think back to the, uh, some of the debate and the angst over changing the name of the mm -hmm. Brady District, mm -hmm. uh, it was somewhat painful for me as a parent mm -hmm. to have to describe this to my children mm -hmm. because I didn't want the name, mm -hmm. and this is this is me talking, mm -hmm. I did not want the name of Brady to, Brady to go away mm -hmm. because it was part of the story of why we don't do things a certain way, mm -hmm. why we need to remember what our history is mm -hmm. so that we cannot repeat it. Mm -hmm. So. We're talking about nomenclature, what you call something, and the impact that it has on a society that wants to learn from its past in order to not repeat it, in order to learn from it, in order to get an understanding of the context of where we are as a society based on things that happened a hundred years ago when none right. of us were around, but we are still feeling and living the consequences of some of the decisions and actions that were done long before we were here. I'm gonna I'm take the most recent and then I'm gonna tie in the, the name, changing name of the Brady because uh, I was here during that time. I was living, I've been in Tulsa now 24 years. I'm an Ohio native. I learned about this history in college and in Ohio. Um, but um, but I was living and have lived in Tall North Tulsa 21 of those 24 years, and so have become very deeply ingrained in the history and everything that has to do with race relations um, in, in Tulsa and more so North Tulsa. But for example, the massacre, uh, changing from from race riot to massacre. 
when you first hear that and when, when citizens, especially those, we're, let's talk about the, the politics yeah. we are. I mean, it's Please, really, that's the elephant really. in the room. That's so, you know, we're, we're in the most conservative, politically speaking, state in the United States. All 44 counties of Oklahoma went for Donald Trump both times. Ironically, there are more Democrats registered in the state of Oklahoma <laughs> than there are Republicans, but because of the conservative nature, some of those Democrats may be the old term is Dixiecrats, yeah. um, but by an overwhelming margin, there are more registered Democrats in Oklahoma. But this state is known as the bastion of conservative political principles. So when you when you when you look at that, anytime you say anything in that context, that may look as you're trying to stir the nest, you're trying it's to get people riled up. It's the lens you, we see things. Well, it's the lens that is shaped by what people listen to. Yeah. And uh, and I'm a person that keeps my, I, I could not have been as successful in this without having a broad perspective and a broad range of understanding different backgrounds and the way people feel. So I, I listen to MSNBC just as much as I listen to Fox News. I would listen to Rush Limbaugh to get perspective. I would listen to Rachel Maddow. A lot of people don't have that ability, yeah. <laughs> but I, I really hone in on the fact probably, I go all the way back to conservative radio here in Tulsa when it was Michael Del Giorno. Oh yeah. Uh, and understanding how there were so many adamant people I, against the, 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 the building the BOK arena. So I've understood the, the political climate here. So when someone says, there they go, trying to change history again, why are they always trying to mess with history? You know, it's, it's, it was a riot, it wasn't a massacre. Well, let's talk about that. 2018 is when we had a press conference we being the Centennial Commission, and after about six months of dialogue with the community, one of our biggest challenges was getting trust, getting buy-in, not just from black citizens, but from white Tulsa as well. You know, what is this commission gonna do? Are you trying to make white people feel guilty for what happened 100 years ago? Is this just another way to get another check and another handout, and we've already been down this road, why you keep stirring up people's emotions? We had all of that to deal with. And that only can be handled by relationships, by sitting in, in, in open listening. meetings, listening, and then that group listening to you. The black citizens of Tulsa said, you know what? You want our respect. First thing you need to do is address what this was named and why the impact, what was the impact of who was controlling Tulsa at the time, the Ku Klux Klan, without a doubt. We actually in our and that was the brain. And actually, in our museum, we actually have uh, a copy of the registration of everyone in Tulsa that was a member of the Ku Klux Klan from 1919 to 1929. Hmm. The who's who of Tulsa, whether it was the mayor or the Chamber of Commerce or business owners, police officers, the, it ran the gamut. They were a part of the Klan that ran everything. Um, when you look at the history, when you look at the racial divisiveness, the city at that time, when, the, when, the, when after the massacre, was how do we gain and control of this land? We want this land. We want black citizens to leave. Uh, they actually sent postcards out that said, running the Negro out of Tulsa. So when they named it a riot, a riot is what caused them to not get their financial remuneration from the insurance companies. They would not honor any of the policies. On top of that, when you look at naming things, what you name something has legal consequences. When they named it a riot, that's what caused all of these legal things to keep them, to keep the community almost a battle to try to rebuild their community. So to, we, let's move to 2021. I, we've got to take a hard break. Okay, I'm talking yep. Phil Armstrong, by the way, of the uh, Greenwood Rising Black History Museum. And uh, we're going to come back. Phil, hold on.
You're listening to the Market Experts Show with EXP Realty. I'm Daryl Baskin.